Whereas our second born, for the most part, yeah. she's so connected, uh, wants to be in connection and wants to talk that for her to feel the consequence of a bad attitude, like, hey, when you have a bad attitude, when you sass mommy or you sass daddy and you back talk, the natural consequence of that in the future is that people will not want to be your friend. So mm. we're going to put you in a timeout away from us for a time so you can feel when you sass, when you lie, when you break trust, it physically removes your connection with other people. Wow. To give you a preview of that loneliness, it's only going to last five minutes or whatever it is. Two. Three, two just two kidding. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 45 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Just <laughs> but we're going to come back and then we're going to reconcile. Then we're going to talk about it. Hey, yeah. you know. You know how you felt just now being away from us? Yeah. That's what could happen if you keep up this attitude. It breaks trust, breaks connection. Welcome to the Grow With The Nearest podcast presented by Family Made Media. We are the Nearest and we're on a journey to learn and grow in the areas of faith, purpose, and relationship. So today Woo. we have the remarkable privilege. Yep. By popular demand. Back by popular demand. <laughs> oh, yeah. To have Seth and Michelle Fairber back on the podcast. Mm, yeah. Brian, what happened da, 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 last da, da, time da, da, they were da, da, on the da, podcast? Da, 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 da. I feel like we need that music behind <laughs> because they're legends. Oh, they we, are, are, we have legends in oh, our man. midst. So, Amen. So, okay, for, really for those that, who, who aren't you know, familiar with why we're saying back by popular demand, Seth and Michelle were on season two of Growing With The Nearest podcast. And on that season, we talked about parenting. Mm -hmm. And it was a powerful conversation about parenting. Mm -hmm. And within the context, we talked about how you guys, um, some some uh, tricks and tips that you guys use to help, um, not, not just shield, but help protect your children in this age of media, mm -hmm. where we're not quite sure all the time what agendas are gonna be placed before us mm -hmm. when we put a show on before our, our kids. Mm -hmm. And so that clip of Seth talking about how he uh, reads or watches the media for his children before they watch it, mm -hmm. it went absolutely viral on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. Over 500,000 people viewed this video. Yeah. Seth, you can talk about it more, but people at his job, we won't, we won't name where he works until they sponsor us. Uh, but, I'll work on that. In the name of Jesus. Uh, but where he works, they have thousands of employees. And he said that people were stopping him, in the, uh, stopping him in the hallway. And we're like, we saw your clip. And, you know, it's so... And it's so incredible uh, when people like Seth and Michelle are given a platform. I'm, oh, I'm so grateful mm, when people like Seth and Michelle life. go viral. Yes. Because it's like, yes. you are the type of people who we need to be that going society viral. society literally needs yeah. your perspective to yes. influence wow. what is wow. being pushed on media. It's just a fact. It's wow. just because a fact. Because what people are watching on social media is shaping the way they relate the, to the world. Yeah. The way that they and think, so we all need of that. people like you to be honest about the way you live your life. Yes. Because m more than not, people, it's caught than taught, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, if you, if people can see the way that you live your life, it's like that mm -hmm. actually does change the world. Like literally, like yeah. 500,000 people were influenced by a kingdom perspective. And yes. that is not to be taken lightly. Not and to so be taken lightly at all. We honor you. We mm -hmm. honor the 12, what, how many years? How many years have you guys been married? Almost 15? Almost 15, 15 years. Almost 15 yeah. years we of marriage. We honor the yeah. 15 years of 
toiling with the Lord and I'm sure each other yes. yeah. uh, to acquire such wisdom yes. and not just knowledge, but also application. It's like you see it in your kids. Yes, I you do. watch it in your children, the fruit of your labor. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, really, really special. And that's why for me, I want you guys on as much as possible yes. because I wow. need to instill into the world. Yes. Like what it is that's kingdom and you yes. carry kingdom and that can be hard to find, to be honest. Yeah, you know, like you'll find it with people who've been doing it for a little while. But like people have been doing it for fifteen years. Okay, come on. Yeah, like that's a big deal. Yeah. So praise God. Absolutely. So grateful you're here. Yeah. Thank you for taking off work to be here. Yeah. Thank you for taking off work to be here. <laughs> it means so much. Did they make you put PTO in? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm about to go and have a conversation <laughs> with our HR director right now. <laughs> she would love that. Sarah, she would love Excuse that. me. <laughs> no, uh, but this has been a, a special season because we've been living with the Fairbairns, right? Now. Yeah. As we're as we're uh, building our home, they have graciously invited us into their home. Absolutely. So we've had the opportunity to see firsthand, you know, just everything that they speak and preach in action. Mm. And it's been very, very, very special. I know we've, it's only been a month, but I mean, it's helped me already. Hopefully it's been I'm, consistent. Oh, absolutely. It's been very That's consistent. Thing. I'm like, wow. Oh, dang. I was hoping that this was a facade so I didn't feel so bad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, you guys are, you know, you're an example to so many, definitely to Sonia and I as we're in this season of growing in marriage and growing in parenting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just want to I want to create equity by our testimony, what we're saying about them, so that you will tune your ears yes. to what they have to say in this podcast. Mm. Yes. Because Brian and I trust them so much. Mm. We're willing to like sit them down and be like, hey, these are the problems we're facing in our life. Can you speak into them? Yes. Hey, this is what is happening with our kids. Can you speak into this? Mm. Yes. And I know for me, I told Michelle this a few days ago, and I was not trying to gas you up. I really meant it. I told her, I feel like Seth and Michelle's parenting has influenced single-handedly people that I've communicated to, not like resources that I've read. Yeah. Like people in community I've relied on. You guys have communicated have influenced the way that I parent my kids more than any other people. Absolutely. Because I watch, I watch the way they interact with their children. I watch the way that they discipline them. I've had so many encounters with watching Michelle real time discipline, discipline her kids in a godly way, in a way that's like, yeah, like it's not standard. Yes. People are not raising their kids like that. Wow. Yeah. No, they're just not. No, not with such. And like, or at least I don't know them. Yeah. No, and they real. are not in any of my community circles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like none of the bloodlines I am associated with. Yeah. Like, are they raising their kids like that? Yeah. And it's so inspiring. And I had the privilege of being hired on in a kids department where Michelle was my director. She was my boss. She still is my boss, as as a matter of fact. And just getting to sit and ask her questions and like just listen. There's just so much wisdom that I gleaned. And I'm so, 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 so grateful. So for us to talk about and what's cool about it is, even though I didn't haven't spent as much time collectively with Seth as I have Michelle, just because we work together. She is constantly referring to her husband. Yeah. Constantly saying, <laughs> so special. Seth, 
told me this. Well, yeah. Seth did this. Well, I need to talk to Seth about that. Yeah. And that, even that in and of itself, has, you know, impacted That's me. That's powerful. Yeah. And so I yeah. feel like I know how Seth thinks because of how much she is referred to ways you've led your family and yes. ways that you've navigated things in your family mm. and just so much respect yeah. wow. so much respect Thank so you. much admiration yeah and i just so. couldn't be more grateful so today we're talking about yes today i am so excited about this topic because <laughs> uh, i think a lot of people oh are going yes. to want to <laughs> we can do this are going to want to like you know tune in to what we have to say about disciplining children mm -hmm. yeah. you know because i think di disciplining children is a is it's quite a complex uh, topic uh, to discuss. Mm -hmm. And so, but I feel like you guys, you know, you do it so well. And so I really just want to dive into the philosophy behind why you do some of the things you do mm -hmm. and just have you explain to people, you know, your perspectives, um, your perspectives on how to, on how to discipline. Uh, but I thought it'd be fun to first just like go around and, and and talk about how each of us were disciplined growing up. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I don't think any of, I don't think any of our parents listen to this podcast. So, but I mean, we still want to honor them. <laughs> and it's a different day no, and age. That's the one clip that's it's gonna a, go viral. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a different day and age. You know, yeah, what I mean, it, back yeah. then you you could get away with a lot more. For sure. <laughs> But Seth, Seth, how about you start? How how were you disciplined growing up as a child? Yeah. <laughs> Let me text my mom. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Turn it off, mom. Forewarn her. No, um, I think, uh, like, my parents disciplined me young and even into my, uh, I would say, college years. Wow. Um, it, it took a different form as I grew, right? Um, they weren't perfect, but... You know, I mean, we came from a house where we believed in spanking. Yeah. But uh, it was always uh, it was always done as uh, a last resort. And uh, yeah. and my parents really found ways to get to us uh, <laughs> that mm -hmm. kind of hit at the root issues. So wow. um, I do recall when I was struggling a lot as a young teen uh, with uh, keeping my eyes pure. Uh, I had a collection of comic books that probably weren't too appropriate. Oh, Lord. And uh, <laughs> my mom discovered them. And, uh, and in true fashion, I, I came home and they were all gone. Oh. Thought, you know, uh-oh. So this is something where, uh, and then I was to talk to my dad about this, you know, talk yeah. about the deeper issue. Like, hey, wow. son, like, this is a lie. What, what these things are portraying is not really... Uh, what you're looking for in life. So wow. Um, wow. it was, it was done really well. And of course I had, um, had to work those off as well, but, but something like that where, um, my parents tried to make discipline like related to the behavior that was wrong. Wow. Right. And, uh, and I always think of my dad as well, even in my college years when, um, I, I couldn't get a hold of my emotional life very well when I was, uh, in college. I was having a lot of trouble, like kind of grounding myself and finding my identity in the Lord. And something I remember telling my dad on the phone was like, dad, I just don't feel God. I just don't feel his presence. I don't feel loved. I don't, I don't feel any of it. And, uh, something I'll never forget. He said, he said, well, Seth, he said, feelings are nice things, but we don't live our life by our feelings. Mm. The Bible says you are loved and that's the measure of truth. Wow. And for me, wow. that was a moment of discipline. Yeah. Praise God. It was a wow. moment where he very gently rebuked me 
and then showed me the right way, which is, hey, base base truth on the word. Mm. Don't base truth on your feelings because that'll lie to you. Yeah. So they continue to to discipline us as we grow. Wow. That's good. That's cool that you had that type of relationship with your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really awesome. What about you, Michelle? Um, we uh, also, my family and I, came from a family that believed in spanking um, appropriately, you know, and there was, there were times, I think it makes me laugh. I'm going to tell my siblings to watch this because, listen, <laughs> there was a time I will never forget in, like, the thickest of the thick where, you know, I have two sisters and then a baby brother, so three females at the top and a baby brother at the bottom and... I just remember when we were in the thick of adolescent years, I'll never forget one of the things our little ghetto selves used to yell at my parents and be like, we're going to call CPS. And I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget both my parents standing up going, we'll call them for you. <laughs> Good. Let them take you away. <laughs> See how they you were like, like that. that's fine. We got the shelter. We got the food. We'll call them for you. And I just remember all of us were like, really? Because <laughs> my no, parents no. would always do what they said. So I remember that shocked all of us. And we were like, okay, fine. We won't threaten that. But but no, you know, we had some crazy years growing up, you know, as, as most families do. We had some rebellion. We had all of that. And so um, spanking was by, by no means the first resort, um, but that was definitely it. My parents did a wonderful job of communicating their desire mm. um, for it growing up, the desire for communication. My parents had a big heart. They really wanted, my dad would always say, we want to discuss things. Yeah. I want to discuss them with y'all. Um, you know, but there weren't many tools at that time from the generation my parents grew up, even with their parents and, and things like that. So, you know, we'd get grounded. We'd mm. get spanked. You know, we'd get all the things. Um, but, uh, but, you know, in good measure. And even now at 41 years old, there are times where I'll tell Seth, man, I'm so thankful that my dad was so strict. Because mm. growing up, I mean – people knew that the Coronel family was the strictest family. Wow. Like my daddy, that if people were going to come over, they knew the rules. No boys were allowed past the hallway, Crazy. you know, wow. things like that. They could sit in the yeah. living room outside. Um, no one was allowed around the dinner table unless they were invited, you know, that. things like that. Whoa. I mean, there were some measures that were extreme, of course, but yeah. I'm very thankful for those things. They really shaped and formed my siblings and I to feel the safety and to be able to trust someone's word. My dad, it was very important for my mom and my dad for us to discern when someone was faking it, Mm. when they were just trying to manipulate you. You know, so even in our discipline, they'd be like, this is because we love you. This is because we follow through with what we say, you know, things like that. And I think one of the benchmarkers in my life as as a woman, as a daughter, as a mom and as a wife was actually the years we spent in young adulthood with my parents when they were apologizing to us about is when I turned 18 and our family started to have these discussions of apologizing to one another for things that the Lord was undoing in us. And the Lord was really responding to my family's cry for healing and wholeness and forgive. We just wanted to be closer together. And he responded to us in that way. And I'll never forget some of those conversations when my mom was like, Mija, you know, I didn't have the tools. I wow. wanted this, and I'm sorry we did it this way. Yeah. Because they believed in that communication, even though it was years after, my parents believed that that would uh, forge the way for us to do it better. Come on. And so, you know, you talked about wisdom in the beginning. First off, thank you all so much mm. for y'all's kind <laughs> introduction. <laughs> Back by popular demand, I was like, babe, we made it for the first time in our life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was so kind. But I, defer, I think about, you know, the Lord, of course, because 
he intercedes well over 70% of the time, you know, and, and you know, imparts himself in us. But, mm. you know, just thinking about my parents, like the wisdom they've never stopped disciplining us with, even yeah. as we've had children. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was a marker for us. Even that was discipline for us of just the forgiveness and the owning of things, but even the gentle correction, even still, I would agree with Seth, even until I got married, my mama, even now. Yeah. Wow. Miha, you don't talk to your husband like that. Wow. <laughs> Miha, don't big. yell like that. Don't raise your voice like that. <laughs> like, all right, mom. But wow. But they're still yeah. at it. They're still at it. No, my parents. No, my parents will not be done until they're with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they have said that. They're like, we're not done until we're with Jesus. But yeah. That's amazing. They're yeah. still yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. That's really holy. Yeah. And, you know, because we. There's no perfect parent ever. Mm -mm. No, there's not. And so I, that's really holy. That's really special that your parents did that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. really special. Mm -hmm. For me, honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't really remember any parent strategy. Uh, I think I had... You know, I think I did. I had different phases of parenting because there was mm. there was parents that were in and out of my life, and so yeah. different different seasons had different yeah. situations with yeah. uh, consequences and mm -hmm. those kinds of things. So, I I don't. I think what I would want to speak about would be when my mom was single. Mm. So when my mom was single, raising kids, four kids by herself. Mm. Um, I just applaud. I can't imagine. Yeah, cannot mm -hmm. imagine. Right. Like I so. can't. Like there's so much inner healing and grace for a single mom. Like as a child of yeah. that circumstance, the older I get, the more kids I have. I'm like, oh, mom, like you did your best. Yep. Yeah. Like you did yep. your best. Like I can literally cry. It's yeah. like she did her best, and that was hard. And yeah. so I think <clears throat> for me, discipline was just swift and strong yeah and very hard yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah and so i think healing has had to come from that yeah but i i honor my mom and i i love her so much amen mm -hmm. yeah she's an amazing she, woman yeah she's a hero mm -hmm. without a doubt yeah. yeah what about you bob and Yara? uh for me my parents didn't spank us they whooped us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we got whooped growing up. You know? yeah. <laughs> Especially at the beginning. It's, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it was for good reason. You know, we were Who sometimes would spank? Your mom and your dad? My, my dad. Yeah, because your mom never My dad. You know, my, this is what would happen. My dad would start speaking in Shona. Ooh, in Africa, knew. whenever. Oh, I knew it. What things would he that, say? He's like, do not grow away. <laughs> That's what they mean. Like, what does that mean? It was like, I'm about to whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Why and then it? if it was really bad, if it was really so, the first one is do no kuroa. Look at face, she's twitching. Her. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that. One. And then if it was really bad, he would say do no kuchapura. <laughs> What's that one? I'm about to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you put Iwe at the beginning. <laughs> is that oh my? The Iwe is you. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, you are about to get it. <laughs> you got to get it. So say it all together. What? If it was like the worst of the worst, say it all together. Iwe, do no kuchapura. Oh no. I'm scared. 
<laughs> Please, no. No, no. But, man, my dad, this is the thing. My dad is the most gentle man on the planet. So, like, if you were getting whooped, you deserve to get whooped. Like, yeah. we knew it. We knew it. Every time we got whooped, we're like, you could just, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> he was the most gentle man in the world. So, it was like, if you got whooped, like, you deserve. It wasn't, like, yeah. some frivolous thing. You deserve right. to get whooped. Um, but like he really stopped, um, like for, I think he was harder. Like my parents were probably harder on my, my first two, uh, siblings. And then when it got to me and faith, I feel like it, and could you attest to this face? Like the discipline as it pertains to like, it got a lot, like it was pretty much like middle school on was like non-existent as it pertains to spanking. Mm. It was like, and I think for us, it was like, they, I was still getting spanked when I was like I, I, 20. Yeah. <laughs> no, my dad, like, at that, at that point, like. I think I was 18. Yeah. yeah. And no, I think I me and Faith 20. were good. Wow. Like, me and Faith yeah, were like, we were good. We were good, uh, good kids. I mean, I did have a rough patch in high school a little bit that they just didn't know about. But, <laughs> but like, as it pertains to, like, discipline and stuff, it was like, we didn't want to let our parents down. We didn't want that. So I felt like probably from high school, we had such a deep you didn't, Your perspective high was like, on, yeah. you weren't abused. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. weren't abused. High school on, like, yeah, the no. discipline, like, it really just became, like, words of, like, words of wisdom. Like, hey, this probably isn't a good idea. Hey, this is a good idea. Yeah. And, like, we had such, I think we had such deep respect for our parents mm. that it was like, we didn't want to do anything to, we didn't want to do anything to, like, to let them down. Yeah. yeah, they became without a doubt like towards the end of like, not end of our like adult or our young like teen years. 18, yeah. yeah, like up until 18, like they just, it was like, they. I think they trusted us. Mm -hmm. They trusted us mm -hmm. enough to be like, hey, even if you make a mistake, we know what we've placed inside of you. Mm. So it's like, hey, we're gonna let the deposit that is inside of you do the work for us. Mm -hmm. Which is which was powerful. Mm -hmm. Which it was really yeah. powerful. That's good. And so, and also, you know, even Seth, like I, I did never really had conversations like that with my dad. Mm. You know, calling him and, get, and and talking to him like things like that. Um, I mean, definitely talking about spiritual things and and whatnot. But it was a uh, discipline kind of. It, a lot of that happened at the beginning of my life. You mm -hmm. know, getting yeah. spankings. <clears throat> I have a question. So Brian said that. You know, he saw his parents maybe be a little bit harder on the older two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like that was true with your oldest two? Like, how was, what's the difference in parenting of, like, managing behavior, like discipline? How has it kind of evolved with each child? Mm -hmm. Or has there been an evolution? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. there for sure has been an evolution. I, I would say, yeah, it rings true. I mean, some of the stereotypes and characteristics of firstborn, secondborn, third, you know, third child, fourth child, some of those are there because they're they're true. I mean, mm. your first child is the one. I never liked this phrase. I, I would hear people say this, like the one you get to practice on. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to practice on her. That sounds like disconnected. Yeah. So it's not that. But your first child <clears throat> is the first one yeah. Yeah. that you get to give. It's your first round for, yeah. Every, yeah. for everything. And so I would definitely say we actually had – conversation was was it when um gabriella was born it may have been our third or our fourth was born but i remember it hit seth and i 
that we were being too hard on our first one. Mm. Yeah. It hit it and we... I think it was even going back and watching videos yeah. of when Liv was, you know, like five, her four years older or four years younger and just going like, wow, like we, we expected a lot of her yeah. at that age. Yeah. And just going, hmm, maybe we should like dial it back a little bit. Yeah. What were some of the things you did? I'm sorry, Tim. No, uh, no, no. You, go, you can say that and then answer that question. Okay. I, th I think the biggest thing that evolved for us as parents was even watching. The, I remember that. I remember watching some of those things. But it was even in her response to us. Mm. It was very loving. It was very kind. But we've always invited our children. You can feel this way. You can feel mad at me. I'll, I'll always tell the girls that you can be angry. You can be angry at me. Mm. I'm okay with that. You can be angry. You can be upset. You can be sad. You can be all those things. We're just not allowed to hurt people. You know, we're not. We have like yeah. parameters of, of of those things so that they practice them in health. But I remember her opening up to me, like inviting them in those conversations, and her just. She, it was just the way she was talking to me, and I remember talking to Seth about how I had this. It clicked with me. I was like, Oh, we are projecting an emotional responsibility of our age and maturity onto our firstborn. Yeah. Wow. We are expecting her to have the same emotional response as we do. Yeah. And we cannot do that anymore. Yeah. Like we we cannot expect yeah. her to have the skill because I mean even sleep sleep is yes. a skill. Like everything's a skill. We have to teach them how to do this. And how do you do that with discipline? Like we've had to talk about all that sort of stuff cuz it's like there's levels of that, of like, okay, I'll never forget. I used to try to, man, I, I'm such a talker, and I want to talk to them about it, and I want to wrap their mind around it. I want to go, this is a bad decision. This is a good decision. This is, mm. Which is all great, right? Yeah. Well, it was like three. <laughs> so, like, her prefrontal cortex, I love, I love studying the brain, right? But her pre, it actually was not developed enough to understand what I was saying about, wow. you know, reasoning and cognitive. Like, she wasn't there yet, and I'll never forget yeah. Seth walking up to the front door and him going, you're talking to her for too long. He's like, we need at this age. He's like, if she runs out into the street and a car's coming, that's not a conversation. Yeah. He was like, that is a, I don't want you to die. Get out of the street. Like, you know, and yeah. so we had to. Is that an immediate pat pat? <laughs> for those bigger, like, like if your life is in danger, yeah. Yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Like I'm giving you a very gentle preview of the consequence of that behavior. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's Yay. what that wow. is. Yeah. And it's that's not because wrong. I'm mad at you. Nope. It's not yeah. because I need to Disappointed. get... Disappointed. I'm, I'm no. so mad. Ah, You never want to spank out of anger, anger or frustration. That's but good. you're like... That's good. You have to give them a preview of what that kind of behavior can lead to. Wow. And the, I think the reason those kind of spanks are they go away after middle school or so is because you start to be able to comprehend the pain. Yeah. You start to be able to talk to your kids about the pain at that age. But before that age, they don't understand. You know, if I, if I put pennies in my mouth, you know, like if I have a habit of putting pennies in my mouth and chewing on them and dad and mom have told me four or five times not to, and I keep doing it, it's like, okay, they're not, they're not connecting pain with the behavior. And yeah. so, it's important to, to do that so we don't end up in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had to, the, a part of the other evolution too was just like, like the grade, the gradient of, of discipline for the kids. It's like learning that, you know, pre four years old or three years old, I forget what age we, we came down to after prayer of like certain consequences actually don't do anything. 
yeah. like physical consequences don't do anything to a two-year-old like they literally actually you know there's a lot of you know, newer research out there now but even just brain development wise like a two-year-old in the middle of a tantrum they feel nothing and they hear nothing wow so there's no point in trying yeah. to discipline them in the middle of a tantrum. There's actually no point actually at that mm. point what's happening is you are punishing yourself as an adult <laughs> because you're drawing yourself into an emotional yeah. conundrum yeah. that's actually developing a developmentally appropriate for that age, mm. you know, like toddler age. Yeah. But you're trying to get them to respond like you. And so they're fine in their tantrum. They just need to, you know, feel a physical loving presence and then maybe crash and fall asleep. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but we had to learn that and like really learn, like break down our discipline and what type of discipline that looks like. And it started all because that conversation would live when we realized, oh, we are projecting yeah. a maturity wow. and emotional response that she actually should never have to feel the pressure to perform with because we can't even do it. Like wow. in our worst arguments, we <clears throat> still, the most immature wow. parts of us still come yeah. out, but yet we're trying to expect her to yeah. like take deep That's breaths, good. respond, look at me in the eyes, you know, do all this. Wow. And it's just like, this, this girl's not there. Yeah. And so even with our second born, we saw that we tried, but some of it still completely different personality. Yeah. So it wasn't, we had to tweak. And then by our third and fourth, yeah, there's different things. I think the grace of God is really digging into who God designed them to be so that we respond appropriately to their response to discipline or things that they make bad choices about because they don't look the same. Yeah. And, and different kids have different bends and and what you know what's incentivized so like a good example of this is our oldest uh if we're to put her in timeout it's not a big deal because yeah. she's perfectly happy in timeout she in her imaginary it. land and <laughs> reading her books like she prefer prefers time out. it that's not going to work as discipline yeah and so you can't discipline your kids equally in that wow. way they can't be all on the same mm. exact consequence whereas our second born for the most part yeah. she's so connected uh, wants to be in connection and wants to talk that for her to feel the consequence of a bad attitude, like, hey, when you have a bad attitude, when you sass mommy or you sass daddy and you back talk, the natural consequence of that in the future is that people will not want to be your friend. Mm. So we're going to put you in a timeout away from us for a time so you can feel when you sass, when you lie, when you break trust it physically removes your connection with other people. Wow. To give you a preview of that loneliness, it's only going to last five minutes or whatever it is. Two. Three, two two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 40 30 minutes. minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just kidding. <laughs> but we're going to come back, and then we're going to reconcile. Then we're going to talk about it. Hey, yeah. you know you know how you felt just now being away from us? Yeah. That's what could happen if you keep up this attitude. It breaks trust, breaks connection. Yeah. So every kid needs their own tailored discipline plan yeah. wow that's awesome that was going to be one of my questions can i ask a question of course so i think it would be very helpful well first of all i just want to say i really first of all seth is really smart yeah <laughs> and <laughs> sadly his wife his wife is also very smart yeah she knows a lot about good. brain a lot about brains yeah. a lot about uh developmental stages and that has really set me free honestly mm. like as a parent yes like it has set me free of yeah. shame and guilt yep. to like know and fear also because we talked about earlier when I see a bad behavior I feel two things and I have two questions and the questions are 
did I do something wrong mm-hmm. as a mom? Like, am, am I causing this? Did I do something wrong? And I feel fear and shame. And then the second thing is, is there something wrong with them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so knowing developmental stages ha- really helps a parent understand normal behavior. And so often normal behavior is like mm-hmm. undesired behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that can just ground you in knowing. You told me a stat the other day that a toddler needs so many touch points per hour or something. Yeah. I to learn the principle that you're teaching right yes but like whatever the number is i think it was like 15 or 20 or something crazy yeah and i was like oh that sets me free knowing that you're not there's nothing wrong with you and there's (laughs) nothing wrong with me that i have to actually redirect you that many times Mm -hmm. because your brain literally needs that many touch points Mm -hmm. to start getting it yeah Mm -hmm. that's right so so like when we were listening to Seth and Michelle's responses, just like listen for this wisdom because it will really help you in making choices for navigating a discipline plan. So my question was, what what is your discipline philosophy? Like if you could like sit down and Mm -hmm. say, as a family, this is what we decided for discipline. Yeah. This is our standards, standards and our boundaries and why. Yeah. Give it to my smart husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, being words. being married, it's not for like one of us to decide the plan, right? Yeah. We have to. We bring different things to the table. Michelle right. brings an element to discipline that I don't understand, but I have to learn because what God what God's given her in the form of conviction and knowledge and wisdom, I need to learn that as a husband and integrate it into our discipline plan. Mm-hmm. And I, as a father, have a very mm-hmm. different approach to discipline, a very different philosophy. And so we need to work on how to integrate those things. It's not always perfect. In fact, it's really perfect. But <laughs> yeah. But it, that's that's us as a family working it out. We've agreed that we're going to work it out. Um, some core things to keep in mind. This partially goes back to your question about, is there something wrong with my son, something wrong with me? I mean, the answer is no but also the answer is yes mm. as christians <laughs> as christians we believe what the bible says when it talks about a sinful nature yeah. and children are a beautiful gift from the lord my children are the best thing that's ever happened mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. by far and they've given their lives to jesus and they've laid down their mm-hmm. sinful nature but they still pick it up from time to time and mm-hmm. so do i yeah and so um Dealing with the natural sin of a child is part of discipline, um, and de- as well as dealing with our own sin. So mm. the philosophy, you know, like the Bible talks about foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod will drive it far from him. It's kind of the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> but <Hey>. but <laughs> like when Proverbs talks about foolishness, foolishness is not just silliness or being too loud. Foolishness is like the path to destruction. Yeah. Foolishness is the path to sin. And so we we have to recognize our kids, if left unattended, if left undisciplined, will walk toward destruction. Yeah. They will walk yeah. toward breaking apart their own lives and ruining the lives of those around them if we leave them undisciplined. Yes. So it's really important to discipline our kids as one. Um, our kids are not perfect, and that's okay. They're not they're not supposed to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's our responsibility 
uh, I would say as a father, this is probably more what I bring to the table. I want to prepare my kids to be as successful as possible when I'm not around. Wow. I want to prepare them for situations they're going to run into in life where they have to make a really tough moral choice, yeah. where they have to decide if they're going to talk bad about their friend or not, wow. where they're going to have to decide if they're going to take that money out of the register or not, if wow. they're going to return that thing or keep it for themselves. So the moral character questions are the things that I think about when I discipline and I go, okay, if I'm not here, what do I want them to walk away with? Mm -hmm. um, and I have a lot more of a, a strong kind of this is right, this is wrong, and a much more principled stance. Mm -hmm. Like, buck stops here. I'm deciding. You're, you're too young to know. I'll decide. <laughs> and Michelle, thankfully, brings some temperament to that to, to put something else behind it that I think is super valuable. You can talk yeah. about what you bring to the table. Yeah, Um I think for me with the girls, I think our end goal is the same. You know, if, if we're talking about philosophy is that we really want to raise children who who have the ability and the wisdom and the knowledge to make decisions on their own that yeah. align with our That's values. So good. Because yeah. we don't want our girls to be surprised at 18 and we don't want yeah. them to be shocked and just yeah. flounder That's in the so reality good. that they get to choose. Yeah. And so we we want to, you know, what he brings married with what the Lord has, has given me to bring in our family. I think for me, I want them to be emotionally stable yeah. and I don't want them to be afraid of what they bring. Yeah. And so for me, discipline unto, um, knowing how to function in your in your full God-given identity without fear or trepidation of what other people think is a really big one for me. Yeah. yeah. Like I want them to try it out with us first. We were talking about arguing last night. It's not that we want our children to learn how to fight. The goal is not so they know how to argue, but I do we do want to teach our children how to disagree well. Yeah. yeah. And to disagree strongly. Yeah. yeah. And so unto the goal, like when we discipline, that's I know y'all probably overheard me, you know, with my older girls where it's just like, hey, I want to get around to the root of why you're bucking the system right now. Mm. Why is this creating the biggest chasm between you and I right now? Like, what is it you're believing about yourself and me so that we can get out of this and then we can deal with what we need to deal with? Wow. Because the behavior is a chasm. The behavior the older they get, it's like the behavior is a chasm between our connections. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it's just like I just what I bring, I feel like you can correct um if I'm wrong, but it's it's more of that emotional wealth and health yeah. mm. so that our children have the cognitive ability and the emotional ability to reason yeah. with their full identity. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's so good. That's deep. I have a qu another question. Yeah, unless you had nope. one. Keep going. Okay, so what I've seen you guys do so remarkably well, because anybody could just be really good at just being consistent with the discipline method, mm -hmm. right? right? So like anybody could just be like, every time their child does something wrong, they just put them in timeout. Mm -hmm. Like, right, mm -hmm. they're just consistent. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they're actually forming their child in the way that they should go. Mm -hmm. How do you, how have you guys married so well your discipline strategies mm -hmm. with stewarding the soul of the child. Because so often I listen to both Seth and Michelle speak <coughs> to their ch children when they're 
when there's an undesired behavior present, yeah. they will correct it with the behavior method, right? The discipline method. But then they talk about the heart motive, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. they have strategies for guiding that heart method or heart posture, heart yeah. motive. Um, and like, that's so, that's so hard for me to like fathom to the fullness scope because that's, that's like navigating a person's soul. That's, that's <laughs> using spiritual <laughs> discernment. That's like, yeah, there's that's so right. much that goes into that. Yeah. And that's why I just watch and listen because I've, I've listened to Michelle so often be like, that here's a behavior. And, and my family was just like, you just, you just got in trouble and you got sent to your room. And it's not, they, they aren't free from the discipline part, but Michelle will be like, and this is leading you to believe a lie. Mm-hmm. Wow. What is that lie? Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's talk about that lie right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pray. I've literally watched her pray with Annalisa when Annalisa was like little tiny. <laughs> yeah. Like, and she would have Annalisa repeat mm. back after yeah. her. Like, I renounce that lie. It's true that mommy loves me. Mm-hmm. Jesus' wow. name, amen. It's like, what? There's not a grid for this in na- in normal culture. Mm. So please give us a grid. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing we tell our girls is that it's what we've learned in marriage. Um, yep. You know, we have one enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's not each other. Yep. And it's the same for our girls. We teach them we have one enemy and it's not your mommy and daddy. Yep. It's the enemy. Um and I think that's the root. I can I can tell you right now in full transparency, anytime I'm about to talk to the girls, I do what my mom taught me. I say, Holy Spirit, help me. Mm. I literally whisper every mm. single time I go walk to the girls' room, he'll tell you. Along with some other things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> no, I don't. Uchi Wawa. I say it wrong, but <laughs> yes, and all those other blessed things. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's just like, holy shit, you gotta help me. Um, but yeah, it's really, I think the biggest thing is identifying that at that moment, you know, all encompassing with discipline is like the motive for discipline is to reconnect yeah. with our kids, is to draw that familial connection that the enemy would love to see gone. Because mm-hmm. the second he can get in my daughter's brain, yeah. the same thing he got into Eve's brain. Mommy's trying wow. to hide something from you. She doesn't want you to have everything. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really trust who you are and who you're made to be. Yeah. That is uh, what I don't want to win. And yeah. so, uh, you know, we don't have a book. We don't have things written down. But I think that's just been the, that's, that's a game plan for us, is that when we approach our children and think we see the elevation of, anger and frustration and rebellion and those things coming up it's like actually i'm going to stop trying to address the chaos and i want to address who you are because we've got you under our roof for only so many years and i want you to walk out knowing that come hell or high water you know who you are and who god said you were and so that's what we make a commitment to address every time we're in their presence could you give an example yeah so with our with our second born Um, what's actually been pretty recent, you know, is this, uh, if there's a correction or even if it's an easy correction, I'm talking easy, like take take your clothes out of, that was it. Pick your clothes up out of the bathroom. You know, that's, that's a tough one (laughs) with four girls. (laughs) (laughs) Your clothes out of the bathroom. Okay. I'll get in a minute. Pick your clothes out of the bathroom. There's like such an offense. Mm. There's such an offense and we're, we're watching it start to try to take over our connection to where I can't. It's almost like 
if I tell her a second or third time, she wants to disconnect. And so instead of what I'll do is we'll try to correct and be like, hey, mommy can tell you two times because you haven't done it. Make a good choice. Good choice. Pick it up. Bad choice here. We still do it, even though, you know, she's about to be 10 um, presenting the good choice, bad choice thing. But what will happen, this, this is real time. What happened the other day was I went into her room and it started spiraling. It started spiraling out of control. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, I have to stick to my guns. They're like, what you need to do, you yes. need to do. Like, yes. I can't, we can't bypass this and let the emotional yep. reality make a shortcut, you know, and redesign this whole, this whole conversation. It's like, it's, it happens so fast. And it's just like this spiral of emotion, the spiral of emotion. And I'm sitting there looking at her and I'm like, okay, I'm going to table. I'm as the adult, I'm going to choose to table what needs to get done. Yes. I'm not getting rid of it. And these are all words I tell her. I'm literally yeah. processing with her. Yes. We're going to shelve what needs to be done, but it'll still get done. I want to know why you're so angry at me right now. Mm -hmm. And because they're children, it's like I'm trying to give her the skill, right? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I believe her. She doesn't know yet. She doesn't know yet. I'm like, do you feel lonely? Do you feel like I don't like you? Wow. All of these questions have been derived from time with the Lord for our children. Mm. Wow. Because they're not the same questions I ask our oldest. Mm. She doesn't feel the same triggers. And so, you know, do you feel this? Do you feel this? There have been things that Seth has, has seen since they were two, kind of some propensities of their personality that we've taken to the Lord and really prayed into. Wow. We're actually seeing come out right now. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'll address those insecurities mm -hmm. because wow. nine times out of 10, what drives a child at an older age to just that chaotic feel is the insecurity that you as the parent are not meeting. Wow. So I want to speak to that insecurity and I want to cut any lies that are coming to it. Wow. And so I can deal with the insecurity. And so we question, question, question. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to say that this ended beautifully. It didn't. It was really hard because she dug her heels into the ground and threw a fit. But just like I'm not going to not be consistent with the follow through of the behavior, I'm not not going to be consistent with the emotional follow through. Yeah. So I stood there and I told her right now, you are choosing because she's older. I said, you can choose. You are choosing to believe mm. that I don't like the way you're made. Mm. And she looked up at me and she said, yep, I feel like you don't like the way I'm made. Mm. And so she was still kind of throwing a fit <coughs> and doing all this. And I said, okay, what's the lie? And again, it's just inconsistency. And yeah. she's, she's throwing a fit, but I'm like, but you got to say it. You got to say what the yes. lie is. And she's like, the lie is you don't love me. It's like, okay. What's the truth? The truth is you do love me. It's simple. Like yeah. they're not convoluted words or phrases. Wow. Um, and it's just like, okay, it's okay that you chose that. I'm still right here. I'm still right here. Yeah. And we waited till it was all over and yeah. she went and got her clothes out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think what kind of like underpins that method of discipline, no matter what age they are, because like a, a a two-year-old is going to have a lot harder time distinguishing oh, yeah, no, truth and lies. Yeah, but there's a similar pattern that is pretty, I think, I think pretty easy to follow. You talked earlier about, well, what if I just put my kid in timeout? Ding! All right, they're out. Okay, go about another infraction. Okay, go sit in timeout. Five minutes. Ding! All right, you're out. Okay, so what's the difference between that and what Michelle and I do? So. We really believe that 
discipline is dealing with the behavior and reconciling. And so even a two-year-old, that's so good. you'll see with our youngest, you'll see with our youngest, this is interesting, she plays us a little bit. So <laughs> I want her Lord to do us. the right thing the right way. All of my kids, mm-hmm. like when we discipline, the end result, when we walk away from discipline mode, it's because they did the right thing and they did it the right way. Wow. I'm not satisfied and we're not moving on until you do the right thing the right way. Wow. So littlest one, you know, she she uh, gets in a tiff with your little one, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I say, hey, you need to tell him sorry because you're not supposed to take things away from him. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, sorry. He's like, was that the right thing? Yes, you apologized. Was it done the right way? No. Oh, wow. So we're going to try it again. No, no. You need to say, I'm sorry with a happy voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, we need to take a little time out so you can think about doing this the right way. Then she goes to time out. And when she comes back, say, hey, we're going to apologize. I'm going to do it with a happy heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you'll notice that we're not perfect at this, but mm. I know when I'm slacking off on discipline, it's when I send them somewhere else because I can't be bothered with it or because it's inconvenient for me. Yes. It's annoying sometimes to discipline your kids because yes. it's like, I want to watch this game right now <laughs> yeah. and I got to walk away and tend to this thing for 10 minutes. But long game. We yeah. talked on the last episode about the long game. Yeah. What's my kid going to be like when they're 60 years old? Yes. And what are they going to impart to their kids? Yeah. And how's that going to pass on to their kids? Yeah. What's the most ideal outcome right now? Yeah. The most ideal outcome right now is that you apologize with a happy heart and we're not moving until the most ideal outcome happens. And I will say I like that example. Here's why is because um, I remember in the past when we only had two or three kids, um, I got criticized as a mama because um, they were like, well, you're teaching your child how to act. Sorry. You're teaching your child to act. Sorry. And it was like, and I felt a lot of shame. I remember feeling a ton of shame and I was like, because I kind of am. I was like, oh, man, Lord. I remember taking it to the Lord. But <laughs> the brain development came in handy because I was like, <laughs> actually, that that that's okay. Yeah. Um, kind of. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not spiritually. I don't want them yeah. to behave sorry. It was just like, but yeah. at that age and stage, it sticks more yeah. to show them and to teach them how to do it because they're not harboring our yeah. four-year-old or you know a two-year-old or three-year-old they're not harboring something in their heart you know yeah. they just literally need to know how to do it well yeah. and move on here's why i like that example because our almost teenager now if she's ready to apologize she'll say i'm ready to apologize wow. but if she's not yeah. her and her younger sister they will say i'm not ready wow. i'm like okay to me, that's the fruit yes. of that action, yeah. that discipline. She because she can't do it authentically. Because if yeah. she can't do it authentically, she she's wow. not going to do it, which is what we value. Right. God. Wow. We value. We don't want you fake being sorry yeah, because that so doesn't transform anything that just happened. Yeah. And so I like watching our older two go, I don't think I'm ready. Great. Yeah. I love that you're aware that you're not ready. Yeah. Go take a minute. Go get with the Lord. And when you're ready, yeah. come on back yeah. so yeah. that you mean it and you can heal you know, but yeah. I, don't know. I love 
Well, first of all, do you have nope, anything keep going. that's impacted? <laughs> I mean, all of this. We're I in a like master class. class. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in class. <laughs> um, I, I love hearing multiple elements from the way that you guys have chosen to raise your family. And those elements are obviously like prayerfulness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm is being willing to yield a method and a strategy, even for each child, depending mm-hmm. on what the Lord like guides. That's a big deal. Like long game, that phrase is powerful that we're actually more focused on who you're going to be in 20 years from yep. now yeah. than I am about just literally immediately making sure you don't steal a toy. Mm-hmm. That's right. right? Yes. That's really powerful and also very empowering to, to have a why to – literally lead a child through so much repetition for a goal so like mm. that's a that's a why that i can anchor myself in as a mom mm. and as a parent of like okay this is why we're doing this like this is why it's important for me to be as consistent as possible because this is a long game right mm-hmm. yeah. um and then one of the other things that i heard you guys say is you know behavior modification or discipline you know you deal with the behavior but then also you're dealing with like you're trying to restore connection and that's really important and i don't really hear no i've not i've not been a parent very long been a parent for three years yes that's not that long and i've not read every parent resource book there is Mm -hmm. but it's just powerful to put connection the importance of restoration for connection into like this is like behavior discipline hasn't stopped until connection has been restored Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's really, really powerful. That's really connection with your children. Yeah. That's yeah. really important in yeah. And yeah. ultimately, discipline should be about sin, and sin separates our connection with God. Yeah. And so dealing with sin is a process of reconciling with God. And so we, sin separates, you know, we think about this, like, in terms of sin separates. If, if, we, if one of our kids is in sin, if they're in rebellion or anger or something like that, the result is that they're separated from a peaceful home environment. They're yeah. separated from yeah. a peaceful, yeah. they're separated from being able to run up and give me a hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not me, it's them. They're angry. Like, yeah. so, so learning to reconcile their sin and reconcile the parent child relationship, the sister sister relationship, whatever it is, we're teaching them how to have a relationship with God yeah. and how to repent from sin and how to reconcile with God. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. When do you know you've taken, you've done too much? At what point? How, how do you, how do you recognize if you've, if you've disciplined them too hard? Right. Mm. Nobody wants to answer this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I can tell. Like I know my kids well enough to know when I'm frustrating them. Mm. Like when what I am doing is frustrating them. Yeah. If I'm frustrating them or I feel like I'm losing my temper, I'm losing control or I'm venting or maybe a conversation I'm starting to have with them is one I should have with Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe you. If I start speaking negative things like that and I go, this is more like I should be telling Michelle I can't stand when, when she does this or like mm-hmm. I can't stand when our daughter does that. Like, I, I don't know how to deal with this. I have no tools. You don't want to feed a child hopelessness. You want to yeah. stay in control Ooh. of the situation. 
<laughs> you always want to. That's good. That's good. Oh, you That's better preach. <laughs> you don't want to feed a child hopelessness. That's deep. That's you don't. Yeah. You want to feed them a path to reconciliation. Mm. And if you feel yourself wanting to cut off that path because you're ticked off, uh, you need to step back because mm-hmm. you're the one that needs to take a time out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's good. I say to yeah. myself. Can we, we do, do could we do a real time uh um analysis? Sure. <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of, of 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 just I'll give you a scenario. Okay. Okay. I this get, is where we look up all of our problems that we don't have <laughs> solutions for, and then we just list them down. You have a Google Docs file. <laughs> I get so angry when my oldest son harms my youngest son. Mm. Yeah. And like that's one for me where it's like I think it's for both of us oh, where yeah. it's like my temper I, like, can go off like you know that. I, yeah. I see black and I'm like next thing I know whew, what just happened <laughs> he just, just got spanked yeah. he's in time away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's weeping and wailing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I feel like I've gone too far <laughs> no yeah. not really just yeah. kidding okay just kidding <laughs> but I get angry when like he harms his little brother yeah. and so. In those in those situations, how should I respond? Hmm. I'll say Mich- Michelle, I might kick it to you because she's been really helpful with me on something. I, I see black when I mm-hmm. see the girls, one of them gets hurt, mm-hmm. like they're yeah. doing something, one of them gets hurt, and they all just kind of stand around and look while the other one's on the floor like bawling their eyes out. I'm like, what's going on? We're like, I don't know. When I see that like kind of calloused mm-hmm. reaction to like a little kid that's hurt, I'm like, <gasps> and that presses my buttons. And Michelle's had some really great insight for me on that. Um, just talking about they don't know, like cognitively, mm-hmm. cognitively, a child needs to be taught to show empathy. Yeah. yeah. I can't expect them to be. Compassion's a skill. Compassion is a uh-huh. skill that uh-huh. needs yeah. to be taught. Compassion is not in the sin nature. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's wow. a fruit of the spirit in a way. It's you want you're asking your kid to show a fruit of the spirit, but they need to be taught, taught. that. Mm. And so I need to go, okay. How do I teach it rather than how do I punish what I don't like? Mm. Um so practical walkthrough, what would you do? Um so we've we've had this with our second born. She's and you know what's funny is because our second born is the highest her highest love language is physical touch. Mm. So she's got no grade. We noticed it when she was a toddler because mm. she was two and a half when our third was born. And it was like, go big or go home on anything. It wasn't just anger. It was like, she could harm her sister by just loving her too hard. Mm. And it was like, oh my goodness. Um, but so real time with them that little, it was, so if their physical touch, which I know your oldest son to be, mm-hmm. It's actually hugging them or like embracing them in such a in such a tight way. And I mean that like lovingly in such a tight way. When you scoop them up, your tone is really firm because it's like you're safe. I love you. But it's using that vernacular of when you hurt Zeke, that's sad. You're so you're tying the emotional understanding because a uh, a toddler of your son's age is starting to understand I'm angry. I'm yeah. sad, not fully, but they're starting to marry the vernacular with the emotion. 
And so it's using that with them. It's teaching him what you're doing is sad mm. because in like if we think about one of the things I told I told Seth when we were talking about this with them because it actually was a big problem as mm -hmm. our girls got older it got worse and we were like okay we've missed the mark on this one what is <laughs> happening like our oldest child is not saving the youngest like we some we missed something and I remember saying I think we lacked on that skill because it's teaching them yeah that's sad yeah it's actually sad because what it is is there's two things going on in their little brain they either need more attention or they're scared. Wow. They need more attention or they're scared. Yeah. And so both like of those. No, to find that be true in today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's like either one has got your attention, though. Yeah. Either one grabbed your attention. So yeah. you give them the attention lovingly so that they don't, at this age and stage, they don't grab onto a repetitive behavior pattern that just gets attention and they don't care what it is. Yeah. 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 Because your desires as a parent are not to give them that kind of attention. So grabbing him and hugging him. And I say that because that was just something, I don't know, I didn't read a book on that, the physical yeah. touch. I just know that that, for physical, high physical touch kids, it's not removing that physical touch that they've projected onto a younger sibling. <laughs> it's giving them to in a loving way and then using the vernacular before a physical discipline, if that's what you choose, you yeah. know, or yeah. a time yeah. away. Yeah. It's using the vernacular so that they their little attention span can go sad, and then there's my consequence, you know, whatever it chooses to be. And it's like they start to put that together so that they understand what they're doing mm -hmm. yeah. is a bad choice. That's good. Um, so I don't, I don't yeah. know. That, no, that's, yeah. that's really for good. the kids. And I think on, on your side as a father, you know, yeah. when now that you know that presses your button, you need to actually probably like think, like put imagine yourself in that situation, like imagine it happening. It's a good exercise. And go, okay, what am I going to do different? What am I going to do different? Because so that when it does happen, you're not reacting. Yeah. Um, but that you feel like you're in control. Like when this happens, I need to scoop him up. I need to separate him to another room. And I need to drink a glass of water before I do anything. Mm. Mm. That's, you know? Yeah, you get and to And then pick. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe your discipline looks like we actually had to teach one of our daughters gentle hands. Because yeah. she was always like Ooh. grabbing and hitting, and so we actually would Scratching. take her hands physically and like, like gentle hands, gentle hands. She would scratch. Wow, yes. literally scratch. something we learned from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We did hands. that for Zay Zay. Gentle hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I have another one. Mm -hmm. I have another one. Um, I feel like one of the what? Like, Sorry, I'm just. I feel like one of the most. The Hostile moments in parenting is bedtime. Oh, it's, that was gonna be my question. It, it's, it's bedtime, because and I feel like I don't handle things very well sometimes Help. at bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> like I won't say I won't say last night, but last night <laughs> I, I heard something about last night. <laughs> no, but but and I, this is a two part questions. How? Um, <laughs> How useful is uh, threatening <laughs> to get an to get an outcome? Uh, but anyway, you know like, that. You know that hey, I don't know. It may, I, they let them answer. Okay. Let them answer. But like, okay, my son, my oldest son, he will get very, very. Uh, what's the word? Um, hype, maybe for lack of a better word. Um, 
whatever, volatile, whatever. At bedtime, if if like, cause I, this is how I view bedtime. Bedtime is like a train on train tracks, and if the train gets off the track, <laughs> the, the, yeah. off the tracks. <laughs> Yeah. Woo, it's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's a lot of you know, energy. It's like, whoa, whoa. No, I'm I watch, it's like, if the train gets off the train track, oh. I watch Brian slowly shut down. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh and God. he's not turning yeah. back on for yeah. a few hours. And it's been really hard. It's been really hard because usually like like when we were in our apartment, we had our routine. Yes. That I was able to like kept the train on the train tracks. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Can but you pause you, just a moment? I'm so sorry. Faith, can you go check on the kids? Because we're over time. Oh. You just check on them. Just make sure that yeah. they're fine. Yeah. But um be mindful but now, of that baby. Absolutely. This is my last question. Okay. But you know, now that we're in one room, it's like, whoo, it's yes. really hard to keep the train on the train tracks. Oh yeah. Yes. And so like last night, for example, I don't mind. I'm vulnerable. Yeah, that's fine. Last night, like <laughs> it was almost nine o'clock and mm. he still wasn't wanting to go to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like not adhering to my requests yeah. mm -hmm. that I was making in the most patient way that I could. So I just started, I was like, hey, I'm about to give you a pinch yeah. <laughs> if you get up again. Yeah. And I'll look him in the eye and I'll be like, hey, if you get up, you're getting a pinch. Mm -hmm. You're getting a pinch. If you get up out of that bed, if you come out of my, you're getting a pinch. You need to lay yeah. down. You need to close your eyes and you need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't know if that was good or bad. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm just trying to figure out in those moments where things like well, they were like they are not willing. It's to like the resolve yeah. within them is like nothing. Yes. It's like you are being disobedient and you're not listening to me at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speak to that if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's kind of like a funny adage that the uh, the uh, English discipline their children by trying to uh, break uh, break their will. Yeah. But the Irish uh, try to raise their children by building their will. Mm. So it's like there are different ways about parenting this, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But like number one on my mind was I would even before you said it, I was like routine, and you guys are legitimately Ooh. in a season where yeah. routine is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's exponentially harder mm. on your toddler. Yeah. It's just right. hard. As hard yeah. as it is on you. Yeah. It's Ooh. just hard. It's hard, yeah. It's harder on him. So mm -hmm. that's try good. to that's have grace. That's good to think yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. So try to have grace. I would just try to have grace and um try to like routine. I mean it really is routine. Yeah. And it's also hard when you have multiple kids in one room. We've had oh. to do that. When mm. especially multiple different bedtimes in one room, yes, is oh, that's hard. Tough. Yeah, so have some grace for yourselves and grace for your family as well. It's like that's a really hard situation to deal with. Um, but yeah, this goes back to what's the ideal outcome? The ideal outcome is you need to go to sleep before nine o'clock. Yeah, and so you need to go to sleep before nine o'clock. And whatever methods you guys need to employ to make that happen. The behavior is you have to lay in your bed. Yeah. For our girls, sometimes it's like you have to turn around and face the wall. You can't look this way because I know you're looking at all the books on your shelf and I know you're following this. <laughs> and you think it's like turn around and face the wall. I'm right here. And the second I see you move, I'll say, ah, and <laughs> turn back around. Ah, okay. Um, and it's okay to require that mm -hmm. uh, because that's what's best for them. Yeah. But as parents, we have to set our children up for success. Yes. So we have to give our our kids a chance to have a good bedtime by good. giving them as much routine as we can. That's good. Maybe it's bath first, 
uh, bath at 6.30, bed at 7, or I don't even know what, whatever your routine is, but try to do that every night. And know that if you deviate from that, yeah, the train is going to go off the rails because that's a young, that person has only been having sleep cycles for three years. Yeah. You know, you've had, you've had a lot more sleep cycles to, and even we don't sleep the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing you asked specifically about threats. (laughs) I'll never forget Seth telling me when we had our oldest, our, our first two he was like, I'm not okay with threats. He said, I'm better with, um, with what did you say? With making them aware and following through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I, but that's also, again, just where I grew up. Just yeah. be like, if you do that, I'm going to throw this at you. <laughs> 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 if you, don't you do that, with you know, you don't want to, fo- but that, that was the thing. It was just like, you just, you say something to get someone to react. React. Exactly. And that's where Seth was like, Mm-mm, that's not how we're going to parent. Like, wow. you know, don't, don't get our children to react. And I didn't, I wasn't even aware of it as a young mom. Yeah. And I was like, Oh Lord, forgive me. Like, Holy Spirit, help me. And mm. so he's been super helpful with that of like, the fruit's going to come with our follow through. And that's yes. some of the reasons I, I, I admire so many parents who have such amazing children. Yeah. Mm. They've That's done things completely different than we have. Like everything we say here is based off of our little experience and a lot of prayer and some reading. No, maybe. Do we read? I don't know. Anyway, um, but like we read the Bible, like, <laughs> read the Bible. Um, <laughs> you know, things like that. But it's just like whatever you're picking, it's the follow through and the yeah. consistency because from the stages of birth to, you know, two, three, four years old, like they're learning how to trust what you say. Yeah. Like you're trusting what you say. So if it's a, you know, if you get off this bed, you're going to get a pinch. Well, if he got off the bed and he got a pinch, he's going to learn that. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be that. Or if it's, if you get out of bed again, we're going to have to take Mr. Bear, you know, yeah. well, you better take follow Mr. Through. Bear if that's, that's what you good. said you were going to do. Yeah. You follow, know? follow Because again, at certain developmental stages, they're just creating reactive habits and we're trying to teach them to respond. So, that's so good. it's, I think, I think yeah. that, but yeah, I mean, grace over you yourselves. Yeah. yeah. So much grace over yourselves. Yes. Y'all are doing amazing. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. Last question. Sorry. One sure. more question. Okay. One yeah. more question. I love your question. I know. Um, is it okay to use a stern tone with a three-year-old or does it need to be a happy tone? Or does it need to? Because like firm cause, but kind. Because like we're just like, learning me, what that looks this like. Is, this is the thing about yeah, my yeah. son. He doesn't respond when I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. It's like Gabriella get you in your get you your <laughs> she you know my son whenever I'm he takes advantage of me whenever I'm happy. Yes. But there yeah. is he he does pay attention when I give him that. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I just. Don't know if that's okay. Am I creating a bad habit mm. where it's like he's gonna be afraid of me? Because I don't want him to be afraid of me. Right. Mm. Right. That's fair. That's a great question. I think for me, I'm gonna do it to you because we've we've actually worked on this with our girls. Again, back to the original question of like the involvement of first, mm. you know, to fourth. And that's one of the things, even when she was four, that we noticed was just like we don't have to project the the need for us to pay attention out of firmness onto them we have to learn what gate like what what they need you know and that in that firmness but um i love that you know you don't want your child to be afraid of you and and i 
I love that. You know, we don't want our kids to be afraid of us or to obey or to make good choices out of fear. You know, none of us want that. Um, I am of the frame and of the humble, in my humble opinion, that uh, a stern, firm, um, but kind and a lock, there's something about the locking of your eyes. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's a yeah. hormonal release in a, in a child and the oxytocin yeah. and stuff like that that releases. It's like your eyes can actually stay kind. Yeah. Your eyes can stay kind. Yeah. But your firm, your, your tone can be firm. Yeah. And I, I, again, in my humble opinion, in our humble opinion, a firm tone is not wrong. Mm. Much like any physical discipline or any discipline that you're going to give, um, you know, pinch or, you know, whatever parents choose it's like as long as it's not out of anger because mm-hmm. once you reach the anger threshold it's too much yeah and in the words good. of something we have learned very well mommy and daddy need a timeout. yeah <laughs> yeah i think there's a there's definitely a place for a stern really stern voice because you are the primary authority figure for your kids mm. And the question is like, well, does God ever use a stern voice with us? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. That's and, good. That's and good. And does God discipline those he loves? Yes. Yes. And he can discipline quite severely sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like if my child is doing something that just annoys me, like they're hitting a balloon around in the back of the car, it's not really a big deal. It's just annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I as an ideal parent, I don't want to get annoyed with that and yeah. use a stern voice for that. That's really good. Unless it's just it's the fourth time I've told them, then they're just disrespecting me, and then yeah. it will be a, a firm voice. But if my child is like wanting to put a paperclip in an electrical socket, I'm going to use my stern voice because I don't want you to die. Yeah. Like, you listen to me now. Yeah. yeah. I know something about what's about to happen that you can't understand. Wow. Yeah. Back off of that right now. Yeah. And so... And so we need to, as parents, Ooh, we that's really not need. Me, Seth, goodness, yeah. that's a good one. How <laughs> <laughs> I did was the same. <laughs> you can practice. No. <laughs> so your your um, your motivation as a parent—that's where you yes. and the Lord, you and the Holy Spirit have to work yep. on. Yep. Like, what's your motivation for bringing that stern voice at that's this good. moment? Is yep. it because you're being inconvenienced? Is it because you're being bothered mm-hmm. or is it because your child really needs to pay attention right now and it's of utmost importance? Mm-hmm. So it's okay to take a, a, a stern tone. You're not going to be perfect at it, but don't do it out of anger, annoyance, frustration. Do it out of this tone needs to be used because this lesson is too important right now. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so powerful. That is powerful. Sheesh. Praise God. This is a master class. I'm so grateful. They need a podcast. Yeah, I know. Oh, they need a, they definitely need thank a podcast. Y'all are so kind. <laughs> y'all are too well, kind. we love you guys so much. Yeah, we love you. Thank you for your time. Just pouring out your wisdom. Yes. And I pray as much as just even watching you guys has helped me. I pray that this podcast helps so many people and mm-hmm. parents that just need encouragement that this can be done well mm-hmm. and practical tools to how to do it well yeah. and so would you guys just pray yes for any parents listening or any future parents that are listening um just for the lord to build his family the way he desires yes, yes. absolutely lord god we thank you so much for setting the example for us on parenting mm. you love us so much 
you've laid down everything to go out of your way to have relationship with us. Mm. And Lord, I just pray right now for the single mothers, the single fathers, wow. the parents who are married but having a rough time, parents who are separated. I just pray for them right now, Lord God, that you would teach them to discipline their children in a godly way. Mm-hmm. Give them what they need. Help them, Father God, to recognize they're not perfect, but to keep, to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Mm. Just bear fruit in yes. keeping with repentance. Don't leave repentance. Stay repentant about the way you parent. That's good. Teach repentance to your children. Father God, I pray for empowerment for these mothers and fathers that they would uh, take ownership for disciplining their children in a godly way and they would feel empowered to follow what your spirit is telling them and to follow what your word tells them about parenting. It's okay to take charge of your kids and to lead them down a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Mm -hmm. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.